Hello, my name is Sarah, and I am your chakra coach. On this podcast, we'll be exploring how the chakra system can help guide you to grow your emotional, mental, physical, and spiritual wellness, leading you closer to your highest self. Hello, welcome to the Your Chakra Coach podcast. I know a lot of you are longtime listeners, so thank you for coming back week after week to let me share ideas and practices with you. you. You're all so generous to spend this time with me each week, and I appreciate you. I also know that each week, somebody finds the show for the first time and gives it a shot. And to you, brand new listener, trying to figure out if this show will help you at all in trying to figure out your life and journey and spiritual path, I welcome you as well. I don't know if I'll be able to be of service to you, but I'll do my best. And if this particular episode doesn't find you where you are today, you can always check out the back episodes for topics that are of particular interest to you. Or you can send me a message on Facebook or Instagram and let me know what you do feel would be helpful to you. The whole idea is for us to grow together and help guide each other. We are at the second to last episode of our Chakra Values series. And a question I got this week is, how are these chakra values and not just regular values? Aren't they the same? And yeah, they are. Anyone could take any one of these values and implement it into their lives. There's no reason that someone who has never heard of chakras couldn't make the choice to prioritize the value of kindness and act in accordance. That's awesome. The reason I like to talk about where the values exist in the chakra system is because for a lot of us, we're using this framework to create a map for our lives. We're trying to determine where we feel good and, and where we don't and do the deep work of determining who we want to be as humans, not as employees or in relation to others, but just as beings that exist in this plane who have struggles and joys and want to live truthfully and authentically. That's the point of having personal values. But if we're using the energy system, the chakra system as part of that journey, it only makes sense to blend the two. We can learn why it's, uh, for example, hard to express ourselves and then take steps to clear the throat chakra if that's a place we feel is vital to our continued growth and well-being. Again, you can use chakras and values individually and, and separately. That's fine. That's fine. And people do it all the time. I just love using both modalities together for better self-understanding and a clearer path to my truest self. You, as always, are welcome to use anything and everything or nothing from this show as it sits well and resonates with you. So here we are at the third eye chakra. I said in last week's episode that each chakra has an obvious value. And then, of, of course, as I was working on this week, I realized that I don't think there's an obvious one for the third eye. 
since the fundamental right of the third eye chakra is to see, I think the closest obvious value might be intuition. Intuition is a tricky concept, not because we don't all have it or have the capacity to use it, but because there are so many myths around it. The biggest myth is that some people have more of it than others, and I'm just not sure that's true. I think a lot of people have been told so many times over their lives that they can't trust their own minds and bodies, that they they don't develop intuition. We're told we're too sensitive or to ignore those bad feelings we have about something or someone and to simply take what's given to us as truth without paying any attention at all. So, so our innate ability to listen and intuit disappears as we grow up in a culture that has forgotten that our brains and bodies are built for intuition. A very simple, non-mystical definition of intuition is simply the ability to synthesize the information we gather through our senses and put it together in the subconscious mind, which then presents us with an idea or a knowing that we, we didn't even realize we knew. And that's not to say that we might not also get downloads from the universe, but more to say that everyone has the capability to have intuitive flashes, except that they get driven out of us. We live in a society, or at least those of us living in most of the Western world, we live in a society that values intellect over the heart, what we can measure over what we can sense, and science over art. And I personally believe there's a place for all of it. We need all of it. It's just that we've so vastly overemphasized one side of the human experience that we've all but lost sight of the other. So intuition can be a value, something that you want to push to the forefront of your life. And we don't all need to do this. Even if we believe that our intuition is important and we use it all the time. In fact, if if you're already using your intuition daily, having it as a value might not matter at all. But if you have, for whatever reason, abandoned your intuition or you wish that you had a better sense of it, then maybe you do want to spend some time reconnecting with that artistic sensing, heart-driven part of yourself. In fact, maybe it's more important to prioritize this value if you don't feel you have a sense of intuition at all. If you're always asking other people before you make a decision, if you second-guess your choices, if you always go with your head over your heart, maybe it's time to start bringing those two parts of you into alignment and Let your natural intuitive ability have a place in the sun. When you hear yourself saying, I don't know, try reframing that thought as, if I did know, then I would do X, Y, Z. Or simply just make a small choice and lean into it. Know that you are strong and you can trust yourself and that your intuition will not lead you wrong. I've found over and over again in my life, even 
before I really started working with chakras or energy or focusing on this spiritual part of my life. But I found over and over again that it was when I didn't follow my intuition that I got into trouble. I've heard people say that intuition is a wordless knowing, something that you feel in your body, whereas anxiety and fear have words attached, like what ifs. I think that's one way to start tapping into your intuition as well. Sit quietly with your body and see how it feels. You might have heard me say that the third eye chakra is sometimes considered the master chakra, and this is one way that sort of expresses itself. As you're sitting quietly, you can use your third eye to scan your other chakras, especially the ones below the Ajna chakra, to see how they're responding to any sort of circumstance or decision. And then the third eye will have the information, the intuitive sense that you need to move forward. The second value for the third eye chakra that I want to talk about is sort of adjacent to intuition, and it's wisdom. And it's important here to distinguish between wisdom and knowledge. Knowledge is really important, of course, and it might also be considered a value here. But wisdom is the skill to combine knowledge with perspective, with the greater good, and yes, maybe with intuition to have a knowing that is beyond facts. Now, to be sure, wisdom must include facts, but facts aren't enough for wisdom. Wisdom is how the facts fit into a larger picture. Wisdom is what allows us to know that while something might be legal, it isn't necessarily right for example, or just because something isn't required of us by any governing body or by society doesn't mean it's optional for ethical and moral behavior. Only wisdom can give us that information, not just knowledge, not just study, and and certainly not just our own experience, although that is important in developing wisdom. Wisdom is the willingness to really look deeply into something, understand multiple observations and experiences of it, and begin to see where the truth might be. Developing wisdom might be understood as being deeply philosophical. In fact, the word philosophy means love of wisdom. Wisdom is multifaceted. And it isn't just knowing a bunch of things, but more about how you can take what you know and put it all together. And and more importantly, how can you add to what you know with what others know and experience as well? Truthfully, it's, it's tough to talk about wisdom because I'm not sure I'm wise enough to really explain it well. I think the difference between wisdom and intuition is that Intuition comes from the subconscious and the body, whereas wisdom comes from observation and experience of the outside world, free from the kind of judgment that puts a good or bad label on things, but full of discernment. 
this is a big value. To choose wisdom as a personal guidepost, something that you want to pursue above all else, is to me a massive undertaking, but an absolutely beautiful one. Again, that's that's just my opinion. I imagine that it would be challenging, to say the least, because the beginning step is to let go of all our preconceived notions of what we think is. And I know some of you, like me, have had to reevaluate years of childhood learning and let go of dogma and beliefs that at one point were central to our worlds. And that can be an extraordinarily painful process. So to commit to a life that is in the name of wisdom is not for the faint of heart, as they say. But if this is you, if this is where you see your calling, a strong, clear third eye chakra is going to be imperative. Monks and yogis who choose the path of study of wisdom spend years trying to understand themselves, then the world, and all the parts of the world. And perhaps this is where you want to spend your time. I love learning new things, new ideas, and sometimes learning about old ancient ideas, signing up for courses. I recently signed up for a yoga philosophy course to enhance my own wisdom around this practice. But even if I learned everything in this course and could recite it back to you, I don't think it's wisdom until we integrate the knowledge with everything else. It's kind of a long game, right? Wisdom is a lifelong pursuit for everyone, but especially if this is where you long to live your life and give your energy. The third and final value we'll discuss today is one that is very dear to me. I consider it the second on my list of two primary values that I use to structure my own life and actions. And the value is growth. Even just thinking about it lights me up. And as a side note, pay attention. Pay attention to which of these values lights you up as we've been going through the series. Or if there's something I haven't mentioned that lights you up, that excites you just to think about it, that's how you'll know if something is a value to you. Sometimes the values choose you, and that's the way it is for growth and me. I've always been into growth and development and personal understanding as, as far back as I can remember. And, uh, and truthful, vulnerable moment here, it was because I always believed there was something wrong with me. So I was looking for someone who had the answers about how I should change to feel better, to be better, to more closely match what other people wanted me to be. I would read book after book, study idea after idea, trying each one on to see if I could magically feel amazing like the author always said I would. Does that sound familiar to anyone? I know that some of you came to this podcast hoping that I would be that answer for you. First, 
thank you for your trust in me. I will do my best to never let you down and support you in any way that is helpful to you. But second, I hope you're learning, as I did, that everything you need for growth and feeling better and becoming who you want to be is already inside you. We don't have to grow to become something we're not. Your growth will actually take you closer to you. We call it growth. That word feels good to me anyway. Maybe it doesn't to you, but the growth is inward. The growth is toward our true selves. And no one has that information for you. What I found is that I could take bits and pieces of other people's ideas and experiences and tailor them to help me on my journey. That's the reason their program made them feel amazing is because they developed it for themselves. And that's incredible. I mean, what a a gift. And then to share that with us, it's very generous and I appreciate it. But, But real growth, the growth that leads me to me is going to come from me creating my own path. And honestly, that's the thing I hope I'm sharing with you, that I have ideas and I I can share with you what I've learned and maybe some of it will help you. But in the end, growth, whether you hold it as a core value or not, will only come from inside you. Sometimes I think that when I listen to lectures or read books or listen to podcasts, the speaker is just unlocking the part of me that already knew what they're saying, that the knowledge was sitting in me all along and their words simply opened me to it. That's what I think it means when something resonates with you. You hear something, maybe something I say, and you know it to be true. Maybe you already knew it, and I just reminded you. Or maybe something I say sounds completely wrong. Great, then that isn't something you need on your journey. I I don't mean like when we hear something and we don't like it, even though it does have truth in it, that's different. More like the times you hear something and it, it just falls hollow in your heart and mind then you don't need it. That's growth. And obviously, I don't think growth needs to happen alone. That's why I started this podcast, to share some strategies for growth with you and to spark you to create your own. I have people that are my teachers, and sometimes someone is a valuable guide for a year or two, and then I need to move on. Not that I've learned everything, not at all, just that I I need something else in the moment. And you'll find that to be true for you in your growth. Now, I think you're interested in growth. I I can't imagine you'd listen to this show if you weren't. But it doesn't have to be a core principle for you unless you want it to be. I'm sure I sound super excited about it, but don't let that make you think this has to be your value just because it's mine. But if it is, you'll... I think that you'll want to be sure that your third eye chakra is clear and that you're open to new ideas and people that challenge you. 
We literally call it an open mind. And that's no accident that the third eye chakra sits right in the middle of your brain. It can mean letting things go. It can mean letting things in. It's the exploration of who we thought we were, who society and culture thinks we should be, and then allowing ourselves to really ask if it's true. If it's true that we should be, if it's true that we are that person. It's noticing your thoughts, the thoughts we think on autopilot, and then knowing that we are not those thoughts. That even when we replace those thoughts with things we want to think, we're still not those thoughts. We are deeper than that. We are more than that. And also less in a way. We're less than the layers of thoughts and beliefs and emotions. We're not even really the observer of those thoughts. And that process, that discovery is what I think growth is and why it's a value to me. Growth could certainly be other things, and many people define it as something else entirely, but in the world of the third eye chakra values, this is where growth lives. And those are our third eye chakra values. Intuition, wisdom, and growth. If you're wondering how I could be so very excited about growth and still only place it as my second core principle, well, that's next week. I'll try to pull it all together, but more importantly, we'll have the whole picture about values and what we want to have matter in our lives. As I've said, our lives are truly a reflection of what we value, even if we don't want to believe that. Your life is the result of what matters to you. All that means is that if you're not living the life you want, then it might just be time to reevaluate your priorities, reset. I can only tell you that in my experience, when I did that, when I, I really took the time to narrow it down, that's when I felt like the pieces of my world came together. And it's because I was living in greater integrity with myself. I believe that's what the universe responds to. And that's why so many things started shifting in what was a positive direction for me. It's not perfect. My, that just means I, ha I have more work to do to get closer to my truth. I hope this series has been helpful for you to start or continue or deepen your journey towards your own truth. Remember to join me on Facebook and Instagram. And if this podcast is providing any value to you, please consider supporting me on my Patreon page. To those of you who are already members, I love you and appreciate you. And it means the world to me. And don't forget that you can message me privately there with comments, questions, concerns, anything at all. Until next week. Thank you all so, so much for listening. Thank you for sharing. And thank you for everything you all do to create the world we want to live in. One that is truthful and kind and in which everyone can grow towards their true self. Have a wonderful week and we'll talk soon.
Bye.